And if you could turn to 1 John, uh, you don't have to, but uh, that's page 1225. 1225. The last seven days have been one of the most privileged of my life. I've had the honor of teaching on the Ascension and then all of the book of Esther, uh, the Pharisee and the tax collector, Psalm 46, the parable of the sower, and now 1 John. And preaching is a small part of my job, so it's been a busy time, but a wonderful week. And um, I went to create another sermon uh, for our John series, and then this happened when I was staring at the books. <laughs> do you ever do that when nothing else can go in? So what I had to do um, is something that I don't often do, because I always want fresh messages from the Lord to bring to you. Um, I dug something up from a passage that I like, and um, you're going to hear it again, and I preached this a few years ago here, and actually the more I think about it, I'm not even sure it's my sermon, um, because there are three rhyming words in it, they all begin with W, and that's way beyond my capabilities. So this may be someone else's sermon that I wrote down because it helped me and I'm passing it on. So if it is helpful, full credit to the person whose it is. But it's got stories about me in it, which adds another layer of complication, because maybe it is mine. I don't know. But one thing I know is I'm framing this wonderful passage in a new way with this question. How do I know I'm a Christian? Know it. Like, for sure. How do I know I'm a Christian and I'm right with God? And it's important um, and the Bible says you can know it. And if you pass away this afternoon unexpectedly, you can know for sure you're in heaven forever. And you can know it, because if you flick to 1 John chapter 5, this whole sermon is from 1 John. It takes 15 minutes to read 1 John, so if you want to read it this afternoon, it's a great book. 1 John 5.13 says this, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life, that you may know it for sure. And when you leave church, you know it, that you're right with God and that you're a child of God and that you know Him. So how can we know, know, that we're a Christian? Uh, well, the starting point for questions like that is not you. You don't look to yourself and you don't root around your mind and your brain to rum rummage up some wonderful answer to that. The beginning point to answer the big questions in life, how do I know I'm right with God? Do you know where you start? You start not with yourself, you start with God. That's a helpful starting point. And you remember this, if my children were in the room and I said, who is God? Levi, because he likes that question and he knows the answer because I've told him the answer, he would say, God is a loving union of three. And that's how I've trained my boys to begin their thought with God. A loving union of three. A tri-unity. A trinity. A family made up of three persons, but they're one family. Each person is completely God, but it's one family called God. God is one, but three family members. That's what Levi would tell you when he's seven years old. And to get to the answer of how do I know I'm right with God, our minds need to think about the tri-unity the family of God, because they're all at work in helping you know that you're a Christian. And if you're not, how to become one. So you don't think about yourself first, you think of the Trinity. And not just that, 
You think of three words beginning with W. You ready? Here's the first. You think of the work of God the Son. Work. Pay attention because I'm going to make this a quiz in a minute. And you also think of the Word of God the, of God the Father. And then finally, you think of the witness of the Holy Spirit. You think of the what of the Son? The work. You think of the what of the Father? The Word. And you think of the what of the Holy Spirit? The witness. Here's the work, the work of God the Son in this big question, how do I know I'm a Christian? I often ask non-Christians in the area, what's a Christian? Um, they'll say, invariably, sometimes with exception, but usually they say this, a Christian is a good person who goes to church and uh, who doesn't steal. Or, sometimes I ask Christians this question, what is a Christian? Or how do you know you're a Christian? And they sort of say the same thing, but in a different way. They say, um, someone who reads the Bible and prays. And then I'll find them on a day where they haven't read the Bible and prayed, and I'll say, are you a Christian today? And they'll go, oh, I don't know. I don't know. You'd be surprised how many people think a Christian is a good person who reads the Bible and prays and doesn't steal. But John has got a very different answer to, how do I know I'm a Christian? Where does it begin? Well, it begins with God. And John quickly takes us to another point in 1 John 1, verse 8. You ready? I'm going to read it. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth isn't in us. If we say we don't have sin, we're not Christians. So John says a Christian isn't someone who starts with this. I'm a good person who reads my Bible and prays. He says they admit something about themselves. And what they admit is this. I've got sin in my life present tense. It's just here with me. And not just that, they do something about it. Here's verse 9. If we confess that sin, He is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. I sometimes um, help married couples in life and sometimes they uh, say this, it's all her fault. And she goes, no, it's not, it's all your fault. And the answer is, it's both of your faults. But if you spend all of your time always thinking about her faults or his faults, I'm not sure you've grasped the Christian message. Because the Christian says, I've got a problem. And I'm not very helpful. And I'm sinful. If I tell you I don't have any sin, well, you'd laugh. But if I say I don't have any sin, but I'm a minister, so I'm a Christian... You should turn up one John and say, I'm not sure so about that, Owen. If I say, I know my Bible and that makes me good enough for God to accept me, you should say to me, I don't think you're a Christian because I've read 1 John chapter 1. That's not the way God draws near to people. And then you'll say this, you need to watch Aladdin. And I'll say, what are you talking about? And you'll say, because in Aladdin, and I've definitely told you this before because I like this scene, in Aladdin... When he's a beggar and he just admits who he is, she loves him. Do you remember that scene, Jasmine? Because she wants to share all her princely goodness, princessly goodness and righteousness and wealth with him. And when he asks the genie to turn him into someone that he's not, and he starts lying, and he thinks he's big, bigger and better than he is, she's not interested in him. Because her love demands that she just shares. That's, she wants to rescue him and pull him up. 
And if you're doing what God says a Christian does, you'll probably say this every day, Lord, I've sinned again. If you're an Orthodox Christian from Greece or Russia, you'll say this multiple times a day, God, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. They love that prayer. That's where knowing that I'm a Christian begins. It's very different to what the world thinks it begins. Goody two-shoes? No. And what happens then is you'll be reminded of the first W of the day with the Son of God. Which was what, by the way? The work of the Son for sinners. And here's 1 John 2 verse 2. Jesus is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And not only for ours, but for the sins of the whole world. Those who say, I'm not good enough, they then get to enjoy something that Jesus does and shares with them. And that's where we start to know that we're Christians, because it's not about us, it's about something he does for us. And if you like the King James Version, the fancy word for what he does is he becomes their propitiation. This version says he becomes your atoning sacrifice. You need to know what that means to, to know for sure you're a Christian. And I'll tell you a story involving rugby. So the Williams family will like this. I had a friend, he was good at rugby, played for Aberavon, and he played against the All Blacks when they toured in the 1970s. And um, when he was playing against a team, so he knew someone in the other team, and he knew some of the other lads, and the other lads didn't like him. And so it, during a ruck, they all conspired to kick him when he's on the floor and injure him. And the ruck happened, and his mate was on the other team who did like him. His mate was Hugh. And Hugh said to him, keep your head down in this ruck. I'll protect you. And Hugh jumped on top of Alan. And then what happened is everybody tried to kick Alan, and they missed Alan, and they kicked Hugh, and they knocked Hugh out. And then when the ruck broke up, Hugh was knocked out on the floor. He had taken the punishment for Alan. And Alan was safe because the anger fell on Hugh. The Bible says... Because of our sin, the anger of God was about to fall on us. But because he loves us, his son volunteered, and he was well behind it, and he sent the son, and all the anger we deserve for our sins, for breaking the laws of God, falls on Jesus. And what happens then is, our relationship with God changes, and that is called propitiation. Jesus takes a punishment. For some reason, we become his sons and daughters. Welcome to heaven forever. So no matter what you feel, no matter if you've read your Bible today, no matter if you prayed for an hour or not, it's nothing to do with you. It's all about what Jesus has done for you. He is the propitiation, the atoning sacrifice for people who say this, uh-oh, I've sinned. And he's the only one for the whole world, this text says. So if you're a Jew, there's only one. If you're a Gentile today, there's only one. If you're fat, there's only one. If you're thin, there's only one. If you're clever, there's only one. If you're dull, there's only one. There's only one for the whole world. How do I know I'm a Christian? It starts here. You believe in what Jesus did on the cross for sinners and that your standing before God has nothing to do with you and absolutely everything to do with Him. And you'll be amazed how refreshing that is instead of I have to be good and read my Bible for an hour every single day. Sometimes Christians say to me, I think I'm a Christian, I'm trying really hard, or I hope he heard my prayers today because I did it for a long time and I really meant it. And I say, no. 
You are heard in heaven because of what Jesus has done for you. He is your atoning sacrifice. It's not about you being good or trying. And you just see the weights fall off people when they grasp the true Christian faith. That's the work of the Son. And then, how do I know I'm a Christian? Well, there's another W. What was it? The You can trust the Word of the Father. Thanks, Nick. Today you'll hear a thousand sermons, not just this one. You'll turn on the radio and uh, Donald Trump will be telling you what's what and how to live and how to grow a country. And then you'll go to university in the Cardiff Central Center and the university lectures will tell you how to live and what's what and how to flourish and how to survive. Then you'll turn on Glastonbury and Arctic Monkeys will sing a song and preach to you about how to live and what true life and enjoyment is. And then Holly Willoughby will do it tomorrow on Good Morning. And then on YouTube, Joe Rogan will do it. And everybody's telling, and then your gran will do it, and your husband will do it, and your children will do it. There's a hundred sermons coming your way today on how to tap into real life, to get it into your head, to change your life for the better. There's another person who's written a word for you to listen to. And it's God the Father. And it's in this book. I've got one this time. It's in this book. And you can trust this. When you're asking this question, how do I know I'm right with God because I keep messing up? How do I know? You take him at his word. I told you this story before because it's one of my favorites. There was a man in Scotland. It's a true story. And um, he worked for a boss. And his boss was a Christian. And this man was chatting to the boss one day about how to become a Christian. And this man said, I couldn't possibly become a Christian. I've sinned too many times and I've hurt too many people in my life and I'll mess up again one day. If I came to God, he would turn me away. And his boss said, right, after work on Friday, come to my house, and we'll talk about it after hours. Okay, he said. So, his name was Jack. He went up to the door, Friday night, after hours, knocked the boss's door. Knock, knock, knock. Boss didn't answer. He thought, that's odd. I thought I was invited. Knocked it again. Knock, knock, knock. Boss didn't answer. Knock, knock, knock. Third time, the boss answers the door, and he's angry. And he says, what are you doing here? disturbing me out of hours. Jack said, you invited me. I thought I had a right to come. I took you at your word and at your invitation. And at that moment, the boss smiled. The boss said, say it again. And Jack said, you invited me and I took you at your word. And the boss had a beaming smile. He said, now you've got it. However you feel, however much you've sinned, you come today because the Father invites you in His Word. I'm going to read a few verses just to prove it so you don't think I'm making it up. Here's 1 John chapter 5, verse 9. Ready? We accept man's words or testimony, but God's testimony and word is greater because it is the testimony of God which He has given about His Son. Right? So ready? God's had a word. Verse 10. Anyone who believes in the Son of God has this testimony in their heart. Anyone who does not believe God makes him out to be a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given about his Son. If I were you, everybody, I wouldn't make God out to be a liar today because he's always right. So you better take him at his word. And here's his word in verse 11 on how to live and to know you're a Christian. Ready? This is the testimony of God. This is his word. God has given us eternal life. 
and this life is in His Son. So listen, am I a Christian? How do I get right with God? This word is from God the Father Himself, and it matters today and tomorrow and when you're 50 and when you're 100 and 150, however long you live. If you want to be right with God and have eternity in your hearts, and I'd get it right now if I were you, because you might be panicking one day when the hour comes for you to meet the living God. Here's the word. You trust the word of the Father, and the Father says, put all your eggs in the Jesus basket. Do it. Ask Him to save you, and He will. And if you're staying away from Jesus this morning, you're not taking the Father at His word. And you're calling Him a liar. You don't believe that He wants the best for you. So you're going to try and find it in other words. He says, don't do that. That's making God out to be a liar. Do you know how many other people I have seen in my job who have given their lives to try and find life in other words and it all crumbles when they're in the hospital bed? I know so many people who have given their lives for money and health and then in the hospital beds, money can't do anything and their health is failing. And they need nothing else from me than this. A word from someone who has the power of death, which is coming. Is there someone who keeps a promise which can go beyond death? Because all my other words that I've lived for, they've been lies. I just need one who isn't going to betray me. And I tell them about a good father who's got them safe. And has them safe forever. So we've heard about the work of the Son. And now you've heard about the word of the Father that you're to take him up on. And then finally, there was something about the Holy Spirit. What was it? The witness of the Holy Spirit. What's a witness? Someone who gives evidence. Someone who testifies of a truth. And that's what God the Holy Spirit does. He spends all his time working so people start to believe that Jesus is true. The Jesus story is true. And by the way, sometimes he's working so much on someone you don't even realize the Spirit's working because you're becoming really obsessed with the Lord Jesus Christ, which is what the Spirit loves to do. He testifies to Jesus. He's his witness. So God sends his Spirit, and people start believing this. I just know that Jesus lives. I just know it. I'm putting all my eggs in the basket. I'm just going to prove this, in case you think I'm making it up. By three verses in 1 John. This is why you're all going to read it later after your lunch. 1 John 3 verse 24. Listen to this. Um, Where is it? Oh, I got it. Those who obey His commands live in Him, and He in them. And this is how we know that He lives in us. We know it by the Spirit He gave us. Here's 1 John 4 verse 13. You ready? We know that we live in Him and He in us because He has given us of His Spirit. And here's the last verse of the day. 1 John 5 verse 6. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And, and it is the Spirit who testifies because the Spirit is truth. So let's wrap up this sermon of how do I know I'm a Christian with a quiz it would be the most important quiz that any of you will ever take. Is God the Spirit at work in your hearts saving you? Here's a tester for you to apply today, tomorrow, and 50 years from now. Have you ever read the stories of Jesus and you just find something welling up inside you going, yes, oh, he's better than me. He's better than my neighbors. I want him in my life. Yes, 
Have you ever done this? Even with all my sin, I can't help but still come to church and say yes to Jesus. In fact, I'm here because of my sin. Yes, He's the one for me. Do you ever feel like praying? And when you do it, you're just like, yes, this feels right. I'm just going to tell Him about my day and put everything on Him because I trust Him. You ever wish you were more holy than you were? And you're like, yes, I want that. And I'm not as I should be, but I want to be more like Christ. Yes. You ever think this? I'm staking my whole life on the fact that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And He came to live and die for sinners and to rise for them. Yes. That's for me. Well, that is the witness of the Holy Spirit. He just makes everything more alive. Something happened in the funeral, uh, the Thanksgiving service on Friday that happens at all meetings that we run now. I keep bumping into people that I haven't seen for many, many years, and they keep saying this to me, you were a very naughty boy. <laughs> and the one on Friday said, you used to set fire to things in church when I was trying to enjoy communion. Naughty boy. And I say, sorry. Then I go and hide in the vestry. <laughs> but growing up, there was a man I offended a lot more than those people. I offended him all the time. But afterwards, I didn't run and hide in the vestry. What happened was, I used to go into his room after I offended him. And uh, I sat next to him. And I scoot, scooted along. And I said, sorry, Dad. I've done it again. I'm sorry. And he would say, Thanks for not staying away, son. I forgive you. Now tell me about your day. And I'd say, thanks, Dad. You always forgive me. And he'd say, of course I do. I'm your father and you're my son. You can't help stay away, but stay away. And that is like the Holy Spirit's work. There are people here, perhaps for the first time ever today, and you're going to say this, you know what, I just can't keep away from God. He's just wonderful to me. Despite all of my sins, he loves me and I love him. And he's going to love me forever. And that's the work of God, the witness of God, the Holy Spirit. So we sum it up. A Christian is someone who says yes to the work of Jesus for me. Yes, I trust the, whole, the Heavenly Father. And yes, I believe it in my heart. And I will forevermore. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.